I have this like huge desire on my heart to really serve the community of women and to serve the collective of women and whatever that looks like, whatever that means. This is your Badass Journey podcast. I am Kareen Walsh, serial entrepreneur, growth strategist, executive leadership coach, and best-selling author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you align what you love with what you do in order to build that badass life and business you dream of. Welcome, everybody, to your Badass Journey podcast. Today on the show, I have Regina Lawrence. She is a transformation and mindset coach. Her journey took her from being an anxious attorney having panic attacks on her office floor to conquering her demons and developing a methodology of coaching that assists and empowers women to know they are never stuck where they are at in life. Women have the ability to pivot and create a life that surprises our fears and crushes their anxiety at their root. Through her own transformation, she has developed this practice that helps people, especially women, high-powered achievers that are similar to who she thought she had to be to be successful in life and has now helped them transform and build the life that truly is focused on fulfillment, which you know I'm all about, and align who they are with what they do. So I had to share her with on the show. What I love about today's conversation is we also get into a little bit of what it's like to move from Pennsylvania to Arizona in her case. And as you guys know, or some of you who have listened to me before know that I've moved across this country almost 13 times. And it is something when you have to you know, put new roots down and build your tribe, but also to start dating again. As she went through this transformation, she also ended a long-term relationship and shares a little bit about that as well, which I'm sure will bring you some laughs. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. And as always, if you'd love the conversation, please share it with someone you think could benefit from listening and post your reviews, comments, reach out to us, let us know what questions you have because you know I love to be walking alongside you And my guests love to interact with you as well. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome everybody to today's episode. I have Regina Lawrence with me. Welcome, Regina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, you know, talking with you, I always get so energized and just feel like anything can happen. So I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way about talking to you. (laughs) That's a coach's life, right? Like we are all about that energy, all about like finding the greatness. And and I love that we are in tribe together, right? Like that we're building our businesses at the same time, leaning on each other as needed. And so I have to share you with my listeners because your your focus in your coaching practice is something I know a lot of people can benefit from. But before we jump into that, I would love for you to share your badass journey to late to date. And basically you could start as far back as you'd like on how um you basically have gotten to this point and where you are as you're building your business. 
Totally. So my journey, so right now I am a transformational and mindset coach and my journey to this place is pretty interesting. I am from a big Irish Catholic, stressed out, crazy family. And I have always been this achiever that has really pushed myself and has really you know, used a lot of the stresses I've felt in my life and a lot of the codependence I've felt in my life to be an achiever and to the point of suffering from a lot of anxiety and a lack of self-confidence. But I used that to really propel me forward. I put myself through college. I then decided one day I woke up and I was like, I'm going to go to law school (laughs) and put myself through law school and really propelled myself forward. But into practice. I practiced for about seven years. And through my practice, I was really suffering from a lot of overwhelming anxiety and panic and stress and just general dissatisfaction with my life, which was so hard for me because I had worked and studied for so many years to be a lawyer. And I had this pivotal moment in my office. I was a few years into my private practice and probably five years into practice total. And I started shaking and I started having a panic attack. I was working on a case for a big client and all of the physical manifestations started happening in the body. I was sweating. I was shaking. I was like, holy shit, Like, what is happening to me? Um, So I got up. I closed my office door and I didn't know what to do. So I just laid down on the office floor. And if you can imagine it, I'm in a pencil skirt and a pair of Louboutins and I'm laying on my office floor with my arms stretched out, I'm listening to a meditation and I just laid there and cried. And I remember laying there thinking, life doesn't have to be like this, Regina. You don't have to feel like this all the time. And I also remember laying there thinking that in this moment, there is another girl in the bathroom or on her office floor crying because she felt like she'd worked so hard to have it all. And she's so utterly unhappy. And that was like a pivotal moment for me to change my whole life, to change what I wanted to do with my life. And that propelled me into self-development, into working with a coach, into developing my own coaching practice where I could assist women who are were, who were like me, who are these type A achievers who seemingly have it all in life, but really have no peace and have no clarity and have no confidence and are just seeking that that light in their life. And so that's that's how I got to where I am right now, sitting here talking to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I love it. And thank you so much for sharing um, the depth of the hard part of achievement when, when we try to achieve something that's basically laid out for us, right? Like there's a framework that comes with becoming a lawyer. There's a framework with with running a private practice. And then there's a lot of posturing and a lot of um, you know, uncomfortable moments that start yeah. to make us someone we're not. And I'm curious as you were doing the work to to break that down, right? So I I I, I don't remember. Did you like after that crying moment on the floor, like decide at that point I'm quitting, or did you put together a plan and a path to get you into how can I remove myself from this world and start to build the coaching practice I now have today? What was that process like? So laying on the floor, I didn't think that I was going to leave my practice. I just wanted to have peace in my life. And I just wanted to 
be in love with the life that I was creating. So it was two it was about two years from that point that I left practice. And so the path pretty much started with just me. I just wanted to create change inside of myself and have more happiness and more peace and more confidence in my own life. So that led me to first I started working with a coach. Then I started studying with a coach and doing my coaching certs. And then I was like, let me just start this on the side because I at that point I had had such transformation in that year in my life that I wanted to share it with other women and I wanted to assist other women. And then after a year of doing that, I was like, you know what? This this coaching life is so much more fulfilling to me. And my soul is so much more aligned with this now. And I'm a different woman now than I was when I started practicing in 2012. So I think it's time to pivot. So that's how I, I did that. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. It's, I like to share the path to transformation with our listeners because I want them to understand it's not always an overnight like flip of the switch. For some people, it could be depending on their means and, and how they you know um, put themselves together to do such a transformational pivot. But it takes a commitment to a program or to self-development or to the discovery phase, as I call it, to figure yes. out what is next in order to get that clarity to then put the plan together of that transformation. So having that two-year overlapping period of doing what you know and what you committed to job-wise while you're developing yourself, it to me, it's similar to paths I've taken even in, in how I've built out my practice or my offerings, you know, I would take a time out and go get a new cert while I was working in, you know, a job I had had in order to then give me a new credential to sell myself that way, different things like that. And so I love to share the framework of the journey because yeah. it's, we can always start talking about like the other side, like we're on the other side now and forget to show the people how. And so I love that you you share that. And I know that you leverage that even in your practice today as you bring on your one-on-one clients because that's your main focus these days, right? In your coaching practice? Yes. My main focus is to really develop and work with one-on-one clients. And would you say that the the attraction there is so that it's almost like a pay-it-forward moment based Mm -hmm. on what you've been through? Yeah, absolutely. It's just the the development and the change and the transformation you you undergo as a person who's receiving one-on-one coaching, but then also as a coach is just really momentous and you can cover and transform and change much more quickly when you're working one-on-one. So that's why that's my focus right now. Yeah, I love that because it can customize the needs of your clients in order to help them have breakthroughs and the support in a in a faster manner. Would you agree? Absolutely. And like I want people to really have those custom catered coaching calls with me because then we can really look at them, their life, where they came from, and I can make really unique suggestions based on who that human being is. Love that. Are there are there commonalities around the clients you attract that um, not only where you have the aha, like yeah, like I've been there. It's an empathetic moment, but in in regards to the that mindset transformational shift that I know you work on, what are the what are the commonalities you see in the struggle 
And how are some of the ways that you help basically build that that self care practice or you know daily methods that maybe we could share with some of our listeners today so they understand the benefits of the care that you provide? So some of the commonalities that I see with the women that I work with, it's there they are women that come to me and on a piece of paper or standing in front of you, they are women who seemingly have it all. They are successful. They are, or if they're not in their career, they're in school or on the journey to their career. They're striving for excellence. They're usually type A competitive performers. And they, you know, they're bold, they're ambitious, they're bright. Um, but the the commonality under the surface is that there is so much of not feeling good enough. There is so much of a lack of confidence, and that those less than feelings is what propels them forward to be an achiever, to achieve more, to do more. And they think when they come to me that the more they do, somehow when I do this, when I do X, when I do Y, I will feel better. I will feel more complete. And it doesn't. It doesn't make you feel that way because the inside of you is really suffering and struggling. So my coaching is very simple. It's scientific, but it's simple. One of the first things that I work on is the relationship that we have with ourselves. And the fundamental core of the relationship we have with ourselves is the way that we talk to ourselves, the way that we think about ourselves, and the way that we look at ourselves in the mirror every single day. And so that's like the, I would say that's the starting point with all of my clients. Yeah, I think it's great in in that uh, self-awareness of how you're showing up and even treating yourself first, because uh, that then trickles into the response you get from others or the situations you end up putting yourself in. And I was, I'm curious through your own transformational journey, as you were becoming more self-aware, more self-confident and, and learning from the practices of uh, your coaches beyond and the studies you've done, et cetera. What were some of the, the pivotal moments that you truly felt that transformation in action? I feel I truly felt the transformation in action for me when I realized that I didn't have a deep love for myself. And I was pushing myself so hard because I thought that things externally were going to lift me up. We're going to fill me up. We're going to satisfy me. I thought going to law school, I will never forget. You know, I went to law school. I worked my ass off. I wanted to be a trial attorney. That first job after law school, I was a federal civil trial attorney. And like, just for context, no young litigator ever tries cases out of law school. It just doesn't happen. And here I was, my very first trial. I've literally been in practice for not even four weeks. And we tried the case. We won the case. The jury came back and said that the verdict was in our favor. And I thought that that moment was going to be the complete fulfillment of my life. And when the jury came back and said they found in our favor, I felt nothing. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, oh my God, this is what you've worked your whole educational career for. And you're not happy. Why not? And I realized that like, I didn't have the love and respect for myself. So I could have all the success in the world professionally, personally, 
But if I didn't have that deep love and respect for myself, none of it mattered. I think it's beautiful in that recognizing achievement without fulfillment really doesn't go anywhere. Like it, 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 it really is a stale moment as I like to call it. Like, it feels like you almost do this, this, you want to do this exhale, but you're doing it in like, almost like a really humid, uncomfortable room. Yeah. (laughs) Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel like you can, like you can move through it because you're like, wait, I just achieved this amazing thing yet. I'm not feeling it anymore. Yeah. And I love those moments because, because it's, right? Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy because it's the moments of when we check things off the list. So doers, you know, type A achievers. And as you know, I have, you know, an online community called Achiever Arena. I'm all about achievement, but to do it in an aligned way with who you really are and focus on fulfillment in order to achieve certain things shifts the balance in how you actually go about it and also how much more you can enjoy it. And I've been there too. Like I've, I've been in, on that um, corporate ladder climb or got, you know, received a certain promotion and the bank account started looking really good. And yeah. yet on the inside, I was totally broken. I felt so almost unloved, similar to your story. And that's why we connect so well, right? Because we get yeah. each other. And I, and, and it's just, I, I love that your practice is focusing on helping show women that it is possible to love yourself first and then discover how best to build the life you want around that. And so totally. I know in your journey, it created a major move for you. So you no longer are, are on the East Coast. So where are you today? So it, I'm now in Arizona and it actually caused like such a, and I, I actually didn't share this with you when we chatted before. Um, when all of this happened, I was in a five-year like committed partnership relationship. Like we lived mm-hmm. together, we had a, but we were building a life together. And as my internal world started shifting, the relationship was not keeping up. And I, the past 365 days, my life has completely changed where I ended that five-year relationship. I moved cities. I moved from Philadelphia to Phoenix, Arizona. I left my practice and started my coaching practice full-time. So it's been this huge shift in every area of my life. I think that's beautiful because what it shows is when you start to love yourself first, you actually then realize that potentially the love exchange you've been having with your significant other, like as you're growing in that relationship, is is built on almost false ground, especially if the two of you are not growing together, not doing the work together. Like I've had that um, scenario also in my life where I was in a relationship and and had to end it because I had finally done the self-care and the self-work to work on my pain. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that particular relationship was a reflection of my pain, not my progress. And yeah. he wasn't doing that work, right? Like he wasn't because it was that was his journey, and I'm I'm not there to dictate the journey of the people I love, but I had to like love and release that relationship so that I could go on to that next level. And it it ultimately 
then led me to, you know, the man I have in my life now, my husband, and and we grow together. Like we both are committed to that kind of self-development work on a consistent basis so that we can have an equal grounding of exchange as we're growing and learning from each other. Cause it's not, it's really hard in a relationship standpoint when only one person is is focused on evolving, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then to go to go through that transformation in the last year, I'm really I'm happy that you know you're on the show now in that first 365 days because I can only imagine when we talk next, you know, whatever the next like let's say 60 days looks like, every single day matters because yeah. you are so in tuned with what you're doing. It's and, so true. Um, it's so beautiful. And so how is Arizona life? Like, how's it treating you? How do you find it? What made you decide on Arizona? It's interesting. So I love Arizona. I felt this past year that I had to leave the East Coast. I felt like energetically, I needed to be in a lighter a lighter energy in a warmer environment. I just have felt in meditation that I've been called to leave. And so when I left my job in January, I was visiting my best friend in Phoenix and ended up inadvertently wintering in Phoenix. (laughs) And after being here for a few months, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go all in. I'm going to get rid of my place in Philly. I'm going to sell all my stuff. And I'm just going to come here and live here and just really be on this new journey in a new environment in in a new city. And so that's how that's how I ended up here. It's pretty pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting though because I've done the cross country move myself and almost too many times. I don't know if I told you this, but it's been I think I've moved across the country now like thirteen times. So, oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so don't don't dismiss the the heading back towards the East Coast at some point potentially in the future. What my new philosophy now though, because I am so much. Um, when you're, I, this is this is my current belief, and I know I'm a little bit uh, ahead in my in my transformational journey, right? The you know age wise than you, but it's it's I've I come to terms with my home is within me, and yeah. so my location doesn't necessarily matter. But what I tend to say now is one of my homes will be yeah. on the east coast, one of my homes maybe on the west coast. You know, like and I keep myself open because I think sometimes we can also ground ourselves falsely in a location and not listen to the calling, which is what you've had uh, in this past year to go spend the time with friends because you had that flexibility to then say, oh my gosh, what would it be like if I planted myself here for a while? And let's see what that rides out as. And I know it's just a couple weeks ago that you actually made it permanent. So I think it's amazing that you're following through on what your intuition is telling you, you know, because that's totally. the, that's the other piece when we're feeling uncomfortable in our lives, we get a little bit disjointed on listening to our inner voice. Yeah. And as you're at this space right now, and I'm going to call it your your new life launch phase, just because mm-hmm. I, I like to brand things sometimes. But um, totally. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I love, what I I guess I, I ask the question I have is, what are you looking to welcome in? to this new phase that you're in now that you have this this solid new beginning. It's so interesting. So I feel like whenever I think about my life right now, I and I actually stand in this posture a lot, but I just imagine myself standing like 
in the desert or in a field with my arms spread wide out to the world and to the universe saying like, bring me all the things, like bring it, bring all the abundance. Like I want it all. And I really am in that posture in my life, which was like part of what went into this move. Like I have this like huge desire on my heart to really serve the community of women and to serve the collective of women and whatever that looks like, whatever that means. Like I obviously like I'm positioning myself and meeting people and connecting with people, but I'm really wide open to the universe. Like wherever you want me to go, however you want me to serve, like I'm here, I'm ready. Like let's go. Which, but it's also really funny because I've been dating a lot in Phoenix and (laughs) which is like so fun because I've been in monogamous relationships for like a decade. So I'm like living my twenties and my thirties. Yes. Like really it's dating by the way, like swipe right, swipe left. It's really hilarious. And I just look at every date like a funny, fun, like what's coming at me today. But as these different guys I'm dating are like, so like, what brought you to Phoenix? And I'm very authentic with them. I tell them, I just felt like in meditation that I should move here. (laughs) (laughs) They like are like, oh, okay. Yeah, woo-woo. Totally. And then they're like, so like, how long are you going to stay here? And and I'm literally like, "Mm, until the spirit moves me somewhere else. (laughs) I think we need to find you an enlightened dating app to leverage. (laughs) Because that's a very specific language and attraction. So how have the reactions been? Like, I'm, I'm sure they just... Well, I'm curious. You know, it's interesting. I've definitely been attracting men who are open to... They're either A, open to my ways, or B, they're just so infatuated in the moment that they just kind of smile and think I'm cute and like, are like, okay, ha ha ha. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I literally, like, I decided that like in dating, you know, cause I was like, I dated in my twenties and you know, there's like games and you like hold back who you really yeah. are. And like, listen, this is the Regina Lawrence experience. Yeah. And <laughs> I, <Get> on board. <laughs> I literally am like, oh, do you know anything about you know, metaphysical medicine. Like, have you ever read Louise Hay? Do you right. know who Dr. David Hawkins is? Have you read Codependent No More by, by Melody Beattie? These are the things I talk about on my dates because it's like, this is what I'm interested in. This is yeah. what I'm doing. And like, I'm talking to them about like my meditation and crystals and like the female collective. And, you know, these guys are like really, if they're not interested, they're like really good sports because I am just balls to the wall, like, myself with them. So yeah, it's interesting. But if anybody's listening and I sound like your kind of girl, <laughs> my Instagram handle is Regina A. Lawrence. I, you know, I'm a good time. <laughs> oh my God. You're hilarious. Regina. No. Okay. I'm going to put things in check for a hot minute. So number one, I love that you're so strong and confident in your newfound self, which is beautiful because that is the number one way to attract the right person in your life. Totally. And and so for those who are listening that are attracted to it, be real in who you are. Don't just contact Regina in the sense of like, <laughs> I just want to I want to just talk to Regina. But really it's about... it's Because I'll tell you why is that when I came out of my pain relationship, right? Because we have that similar story of like, it's just not a fit in the forward motion of where 
I'm headed now that I've done self-development. I had to come up with a criteria of what I wanted to attract in in order to reflect who I was today, knowing that growth and exploration and spiritual connection and just whatever the next level would be for my life needed to also attract that energy in the person I wanted to on the other side. Because if it's it's similar to, um, you know, like my husband and I actually met and it was a total fluke, but we met on a vegetarian dating site because we're both vegetarian, right? It was a very woo-woo site and it's still... And it's not really that great from an experience standpoint, like going to the site, but we like cosmically met in this brief moment while we were both on the site (laughs) and now has led to so many years of marriage. But it's just a, it's, it was because we were both so clear on who we were coming out of former relationships and what we wanted going forward. And we were willing to do the work together. So as much as you're having fun, which I love it, and I think you should have fun for a while in in exploring like just who's out there. And and because it also helps you recognize in yourself what you really want when you're interacting with other people and what their desires are. And I also think as a (laughs) as a empathetic coach, and as someone who sees, uh, you know, like, you know how we, we can see the future of somebody before they even see it themselves because of the work we do. Like we see yeah. the clearing. You have to also be careful not to impose your vision of someone else, <laughs> you know, as you're making your decisions on whether or not they're a fit as well. That's That's such a good point. And that's actually something I've spent time focusing on because... As an empathetic coach, like you said, I we see the greatness in people. We see the potential. We see what they're capable of. But for me, I have learned that I that that's a little bit of a codependence in me as well. Mm-hmm. Where like it's the fixer, it's the helper, it's the coach. And so for me, I don't. I want somebody who is on a journey but has like hit like pivotal moments in their journey already. And they are somebody who is like an equal who wants to go on the journey. So love it. I, I see that weakness in me. Like sometimes when I meet someone and I'm like, ooh, and then I have to check myself and say, nope, not not your person, not on the journey, not far enough on the journey right now for you. Yeah, it, it becomes the, the strength in your stance, as I call it, when you're when you've done the work for yourself and you're clear on who you are right now. And being able to stand strong in it, regardless if you're masculine energy, feminine energy, whatever that means to you in that attraction and how you then collide with someone else as well as integrate, as well as, you know, move away from each other when needed, right? Like it's it's all an energy exchange that's worth keeping an eye out and, and to have to have the, your own understanding of where your codependencies could be or where you could potentially be taken advantage of or where you are overextending yourself because someone else might not have that strength yet. Yeah. Understanding the willingness of where they are uh, and where they're trying to go, I think also makes a difference in figuring out that deep connection. And oh my I, gosh, absolutely. I love that, that that's part of your journey right now because it is, it is part of our self-discovery and having the support when you do have that one person that you choose to commit to and build that life with and knowing that you are in this zone together it's 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 really cool to see you know yeah absolutely 
Well, I love that um, you're going after your business. You have a newfound business. You're looking for new relationships. When it comes to your female tribes, your friend tribes, your you know your ride or die folks, right? <laughs> like, yeah. what, what are the traits in that side of things? Because I know that when you're uh, in a legal world, right, and as a litigator, and also feeling like you know it's really on you to represent the case, and there's a framework around how you actually can engage with others in your field. And now you're in this more open field of exploration as a coach and building your own business. And um, curious when it comes to your your crew, like your people who you want to surround yourself with, what are those values you look for? And how do you cultivate those relationships? I have such like a powerful crew of women in my life. And I've always like through my whole life, I've always seen such great value in female community. And I have OG friends, one of my best friends. We've been friends since we were 13 years old and she's like my ride or die. Mm -hmm. Um, And all it's so interesting. If you put all of my best girlfriends in a room from all different areas of my life, they all connect and get along so well because they share so many features. So I love a strong woman, a woman who has so so much confidence, but like lives in esteem and is always seeking to up-level. How can I be better? How can I up-level myself? How can I contribute and up-level um, together with the community? My, I mean, just as like a surface trait, my, all of my girlfriends are really funny. Like they... Mm-hmm. They don't take life too seriously. Like they're, you know, my girls see the good in everything. Like we can have the, sh- the shittiest situation happening right now. And like, we're going to find a way to laugh about it and like get through it. That's how like my tribe of like good girlfriends really is. They're all driven. They're all similar to me. They're, they're successful. They're driven. They're caring, compassionate, but like they're, they're tough girls. Like they make, they get stuff done like really well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's good to it's good to understand because you know we generally reflect uh, who we are and those we surround ourselves with, and so I love yeah. that that's what you attract in, and that's what you build up in your community of of kick ass girlfriends, and and just keep building it together because I feel like we can feel so alone in it. You know, and I'm sure even when you were going through your transformation and leaning on your coaches, I'm sure you also leaned on your girlfriends. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering now that they've seen you go through this transformation, have you seen a new evolution in your friendships due to you standing stronger in who you are? Totally. And the, the friendships that are still here are so much stronger and so much more powerful. And then also during this transformation, I had friends who I thought would be my friends forever. And this version of myself, they didn't, they didn't like it. And, you know, but the the way I look at it is when the when those people leave, it creates space for the next wave of like strong, beautiful women to come into my life. Yeah. And so it's been really beautiful. And it's also interesting too, being in Phoenix, I'm in a new place and female community is so important for me. So learning how to make new friends from scratch here yep. has been has been an adventure, but like it, I've been committed to it. I've, I've been like, I will have a crew and a community here in Phoenix. And so I've been working on creating that as well, which has been really cool. 
Well, I'll tell you from my experience moving so often across the country, and I'm a relational connector myself too. I love my, my, I have people, it's off, it's awesome because I do have people everywhere, but I'll tell you that every city I have moved through, every town I've moved to, it takes about a good six months to a year before you feel like you have a rhythm with mm-hmm. the community you're building. So be flexible, you know, in that and and give it a couple chances, you know, when yeah. you're meeting the new the new folks because everybody has a different method of what connection means to them. Yeah. And I and I find that I mean you know the people like what like you and I meeting it was like instant right there right. you know like when it's instant and it's clear but it's also because of the level of development we've come to and I and I think it's super cool part of the adventure when you move to a new town to explore how they do it there but also be the one that might host something. You know, like I tend to be like, let's join, you know, meet up for a coffee date or go for a walk together or while well, you're in Arizona. So sit in the pool for a while. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever it is. <laughs> but I think that's so great, like to, to know where you are today and sharing your journey to date has been so awesome. And I know, and I can't wait to have you on the show again, you know, a few months down the road to then show the progress of where you where you go, get to, because I know how much you're investing in yourself right now as well, as you develop this business and practice and attract these amazing women that you're going to have transformation with, you know, through, through your coaching. So I really appreciate um, having you on the show today and sharing a piece of yourself with our listeners. And I would love for you to tell them though how best to connect with you. I know you gave your Instagram <laughs> handle out there, <laughs> but like, um, but to to uh, if there's someone that is you know especially a woman that is struggling right now, you know, crying in the corner, feeling alone, and is a top performer achiever, how best would you like them to connect with you? The two best ways to connect with me are my website is reginalawrence.com. Or on my Instagram, I am Regina A. Lawrence. Love it. And the way I love to close out my show is to ask each guest, how do you define what a badass is? I think that a badass is somebody who is really seeking to stand in their power every day. And that can be scary. There can be hard moments. But to, to basically stare the fear in its face and to just seek to live in your power and live in your truth every day is a badass to me. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Regina. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.